Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for for coming out here, and, and I, in particular, want to thank uh, uh, thank Mike, the uh, uh, president and CEO of the Stollery Hospital Foundation, for ensuring ordering us this fantastic weather that we have here today. Um, I am joined. Uh, but great people with me today for this fantastic announcement. Uh, Minister of Skilled Trades and Professions, uh, Casey Medu, uh, Deputy Premier as well. Uh, President and CEO of Alberta Health uh, Services, Mauro Kiez. Uh, as mentioned al already, President and CEO of the Stollery's Children's Hospital Foundation, uh, Mike House. And, and, and last but not least, Erica Thomas. Uh, she is the chair of the Stollery Women's Network and a Stollery mom. And we are at the incredible Stollery Hospital for a much-anticipated announcement. For the many families who visit this hospital every year, it's the intangibles that matter, and that's what the Stollery excels in. It provides hope. Hope that the over 317,000 sick and injured kids it sees annually will recover, heal, and go on to lead long and healthy lives. Ensuring that the Stollery continues to treat care for children for many more years is an important investment in our province's future. And that's why Budget 2023 is supporting continued planning for a new Stollery Children's Hospital with $3 million over the next three years. And this is something all of us can really get behind. Children's health care needs are unique and require unique spaces and services that can fully support those needs. The care that the Stollery currently offers is world-class and it's time that they also had a world-class facility to match that. For example, the Stollery is a leader in pediatric organ transplants in Canada. But as you can appreciate, the highly skilled and specialized treatment received would be greatly enhanced by a new standalone facility that can accommodate new technologies as they are developed. The Stollery also provides world-class care in a host of other areas, from speech pathology and audiology, to psychiatry and chronic pain clinics, ophthalmology, cardiology, oncology, neonatal intensive care, the list goes on. All of it geared towards the care and comfort of kids. Added to all these special uh, treatment specialties and clinics, the Stollery has long recognized the importance of allowing kids who are in hospital the chance just to be a kid and and do that in play spaces and a number of rooms available. They have a variety of dedicated spaces, including a newly designed space geared towards the many teens staying here, a space that allows them just to hang out and do the things they usually would if they weren't in a hospital. And all of this makes the Stollery one of the leading and largest children's hospital in the country. It has the second highest number of beds of any children's hospital in the country, second only to the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto. So, as you can appreciate, the Stollery is almost bursting at the seams. Back when the planning for the current Stollery building took place, a decision was made to minimize the cost of building a freestanding building. Instead, the choice was made to build the Children's Hospital in Edmonton within an exis existing hospital footprint. Fast forward 22 years, the Stollery is now spread out over 11 buildings across Edmonton with adult facilities surrounding their spaces. It's clearly time that we had a building that supports the care, research, and training that the Stollery so expertly offers. And the province is proud to support this effort, with many thanks to the Stollery Hospital Foundation for their continued advocacy as well. Together, we will plan a children's hospital 
that will go on to serve Alberta's children and their bright futures in this province. So thank you once again so much for coming. And I'll now invite Deputy Premier Madhu to the podium. Thank you so much, Minister Coppin, uh, for your leadership. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for being here this afternoon. I am so pleased to join Minister Coppin, the Alberta House Services President, Moro Kiez, the President and CEO of Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation, Mike House, and uh, as Minister Coppin noted, uh, Erica Thomas, a Stollery mother and chair of the Stollery Women's Network. And of course, the incredible staff of the Stollery Children's Hospital at this announcement today, which is not only significant for Edmonton and Alberta, but also for Western Canada and indeed the entire country. The Stollery Children's Hospital is a remarkable facility providing world-class care for children who need specialized treatment. As the leader in caring for children of all ages, the hospital and more importantly the staff are well known across our country. I appreciate the healthcare staff who work hard day in, day out to provide care for our children. In addition, our children deserve to have the infrastructure they need to continue to provide the quality health care that children and their families need. This means providing tangible support such as resources and facilities. Our children deserve to be treated in the best infrastructure this province can afford. Nothing matters more in life than the health and safety of our brothers' children. As a father myself, who, who is raising my three children with my wife in this wonderful city and province, I understand the desire to have the best care for our children when and where it is needed. And I am particularly proud also, as the MLA of Edmonton Southwest, I have witnessed the rapid growth of our city and that has led to pressures in our healthcare system, which is why this government is committed to putting resources towards increasing capacity. This will help Alberta children, administrators, Alberta Health, Alberta Health Services, and indeed the government plan for the future. In addition, this new standalone children's hospital will help solve the capacity problem and help put parents' minds at ease when they need to deal with the unthinkable and have their children cared for in a hospital deserving of their care. This is a win for Alberta families, it is a win for our children, and it is a win for our province as a whole. Thank you to the folks at the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. Uh, again, as I said before, to Mike, to the chair, Kelly, and their staff, and volunteers and donors for their incredible hard work, advocacy, and commitment to our children and their families. I just want to say that today is a good day for our children. Uh, thank you so much. 
and God bless. And I will now invite the president of Alberta House Services, Mario Kears. Thank you, Deputy Premier Medeo. Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here today with you, gathered here on Treaty 6, Métis Region 4 territory, a traditional meeting place and home for many Indigenous peoples. Today is an exciting day for AHS and the Stollery Children's Hospital. It's a day that we take another step forward to build on some exciting work towards something that is much needed. It was a little more than a year and a half ago that we gathered on this spot today to announce the beginning of the planning that we were going to be doing. And at that time, we had received funding to embark on the needs assessment. And this was to determine the needs for a new children's hospital. And to be honest, we already had a pretty good idea of what we needed. We have a great facility with world-class teams, but we're running out of space. We need room to grow, room to house state-of-the-art equipment and conduct leading-edge research. And most importantly, we need to make room for patients and their families and their children's. We're so grateful that we've had a chance to share in the need for more official capacity through that needs assessment, and we're even more grateful to start taking steps towards the new beginning. We said before that the work of exploring a new standalone children's hospital is really about opportunity. The Stollery Children's Hospital provides care for children from central and northern Alberta, northern Saskatchewan, northern British Columbia, and the territories and more than 300 patients a visit a year, 300,000 patient visits a year. For many families, having a sick child is the scariest, most expressful, ex sorry, most scariest, most stressful experience that they will go through. And of course, we want to make their child to feel physically better, mentally better, and provide the best experience we can for them and their families. Navigating the healthcare system can be intimidating. We need to do everything we do to make that patient journey a more enjoyable one for all. It's part of the health services commitment to patient and family-centered care. We have amazing care teams and some of the most advanced equipment in the world. We are truly the best at what we do in many areas of the Stollery, leading the way in cardiac care and pediatric organ transplant in Western Canada. We know we can even do more, and we know we can even do better. Having a purpose-built facility designed specifically for children would allow us to grow beyond the hospital within a hospital that has been proud to call our home here for 20 years. By taking a closer look at the needs of our patients and families and the physical space, we can ensure that we're doing all we can to offer world-class support for our patients and families. We're grateful for the funding commitment from our government and to keep this project going. And we're so fortunate to have the Stollery Children's Hospital here by our side. Their donors help us improve care and provide comfort to our patients and families during very tremendously difficult times and they've committed to do even more as we continue to grow. Helping our hospital and care teams grow and realize our potential allows our kids to grow and realize their potential. And so we're excited to continue this work together. And now I'd like to call upon Mike House, President and CEO for the uh, Alberta Children's, or sorry, uh, Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. Thank you. I just want to take it in. Just give me a second. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Minister Copping, Minister Madhu, our esteemed CEO of AHS, Mauro Kiez, families, our incredible Stollery medical team, donors, our board leadership, staff, and friends.
Today is a day to be remembered in Stollery history because an important and meaningful step has been taken towards an exciting and new future, one that gives every kid the best chance to live a long and healthy life. I'm really proud on behalf of the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation to announce that on top of the $3 million our provincial government has put towards planning, the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation will match that to make it a total of $6 million towards the next step in planning a new children's hospital. Now, that's big news. I agree. Big news. And on behalf of our donors, we're extremely proud to play a role in the next steps. But to me, today's announcement is about making sure everybody hears this message. Children in this province matter. Their health matters. Their futures matter. The provincial government and the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation are moving forward to ensure that every kid has access to not just the incredible talent that already exists at the Stollery, but the kind of customized hospital space that can elevate family-centered care to even better levels than we exist and have today. The needs assessment study that was conducted in 2021 clearly confirmed without a doubt that Northern Albertans need a new children's hospital, one that is designed for kids and their families, not one where kids are squeezed into an existing adult-purposed hospital. Now, pediatric care has changed a lot since the current Stollery space was designed in the 1970s. That was over 50 years ago, and a lot has changed then. And so it's time to give our kids their own dedicated hospital spaces that reflect their unique needs. We have amazing talent here. In fact, it's the best in the country. But the current space just doesn't match that talent, and we need to do better. But more than anything else today, I'm so proud that with these investments, we're confirming that kids' health, both their mental health and their physical health, are a priority for this province's future. So, for every kid who has had to wait their turn to ring the bell to signal that they've beat cancer, for every kid who has had their world turned upside down due to an unforeseen injury or illness, for every kid whose family has had to leave their hometown to come to the Stollery for emergency surgery, and for every kid who is being tended to by a team of incredible, talented people in the ICU for the last 100 days, please know, this announcement is for you, for tomorrow, and for today. It is about your family. It is about your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your siblings, and your community. Because we believe in investing in the future of children. And because someday, in the not-too-distant future, all those kids are going to grow up to be adults. And soon they'll be in charge. And if we want a healthy, vibrant adult population moving forward, we need to take care of them as kids first. I just want to close by expressing my incredible gratitude to the government of Alberta, to Minister Copping, and to Minister Madhu, who championed this long before everybody else. Thank you so much for everybody else who championed this pro pro uh, project across the province. Thank you as well to our generous donors and our supporters, some of which are here today. And thank you for giving generously, but also lending your voice over the past several months. Your advocacy has been invaluable. Now, as big a day as it is today, 
is just the beginning. And it's kind of like when you witness a child's first steps. You know, you're in awe of it, but you also get the sense that there's no limit to where we will go or what potential lies ahead of them. Today is that first step of many. So, hey, let's dream big and start the baby proofing. Thank you very much. I'd like to now call upon somebody who knows about the Stollery better than anybody, the chair of the Stollery Women's Network and Stollery parent, Erica Thomas. Good afternoon, everybody. My son, Benjamin, rang his bell in the oncology ward three years ago. So what would a new Stollery mean to me? Well, a new purpose-built hospital would mean more time and space for my kid to be a kid, where playrooms aren't turned into patient rooms, where they aren't exposed to adult issues and trauma, and when there's always space in our home ward. Kids need play. It helps them develop and it helps them heal. Too often, when we were admitted, sometimes for up to a week, Playrooms were shut down, instead turned into patient rooms to allow for other sick kids. In a triage system, I understand the treatment of a child should always come before playtime. However, this should never have to be a choice that our team at the Stollery has to make. I use the term home ward, and that likely sounds strange to some of you. But our son and I spent over 40 nights in this hospital and over 100 days Oncology became our home away from home, where we knew trusted nurses, the child life specialists, and the doctors. We felt comfort in that ward. Too often, our son would spend over 24 hours in the emergency room waiting for a bed in oncology to open up, only to then be moved to a ward that we were unfamiliar with. When there's no room for sick kids and their very worried and anxious parents in their home ward, it takes all that trauma and worry and it makes it exponentially worse. A new stallery would mean less kids waiting for beds and ensuring that they're welcomed into their home wards. With a children's hospital woven throughout an adult hospital, our kids are exposed to a lot of, a lot of adult issues and a lot of adult trauma they should never see. My son has seen way too many things that I've had to explain, and these memories are still there three years later. With a new purpose-built children's hospital, our kids can focus on kid issues, getting healthy and playing, and parents can worry less about the additional trauma that our kids may experience. I am going to forever be grateful to the amazing staff at the Stollery for saving my son's life and for holding our whole family in their caring hands. However, the facility does not match the talent, and it's time we built a new purpose-built children's hospital for our kids and the amazing talent in this building. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, that concludes the formal portion of our uh, announcement today. We'll start the uh, question-answer portion. Uh, we have a mic over here for any reporters who have any questions here. And uh, while we're waiting, we will go to our first caller on the line, operator. Thank you. Yes, Sean Amato, CTV. Hello, this question is for um, Health Minister Jason Copping. We've obtained AHS documents stating that Edmonton is hundreds of hospital beds short and the problem is only getting worse. 
Uh, $3 million is nice, but it's not going to get a hospital built. Is it this government's position that Alberta can't afford to actually get new hospitals built and done in Edmonton? So, well, thanks for the question. We are investing in infrastructure here in Edmonton and across the entire province. Um, When we do an investment, we need to make sure that we are building the right thing at the right location uh, to serve the needs for those individuals. So, you know, this $3 million announcement, and once again, you know, thanks so much to the foundation for, uh, for stepping up and, uh, uh, as well. But this $3 million is for the next step in the planning process. Uh, and we need to do the planning correctly. So, you know, you, you go for it. We did the initial needs assessment. Um, it says, yes, we actually need something. Okay, now the next step of the planning is the, is the budget. Uh, and then we'll do the, the final functional planning to make sure where – so there's, so we are moving forward in investing in, uh, in uh, the stollery. Uh, this is the next step in the process. And, and we continue to invest as, as part of, uh, uh, you know, Budget 23 is over $600 million for the South Edmonton Hospital. We know that uh, we need to expand our health care infrastructure across the province, $4.2 billion, uh, and also here in Edmonton. Uh, but we need to do it in a way that is thoughtful, planned out, and actually will serve the needs not only today, uh, but for uh, uh, years to come. Thanks, John. Do you have a follow-up? I do. Uh, this one's for Calgary. They have a question about wait times. So the CIHI report released yesterday found in part that staffing was a major issue in surgical wait times. Your government recently announced changes to allow patients more surgery options, similar to what's being done in Australia, where it's said to have been ineffective. What makes you believe outcomes will be different here in Alberta? Yeah, so I'll have to double check on exactly what's going on in Australia, but I can certainly speak to what we're doing here, and we are actually having an impact. You know, I was very pleased in the, the recent Kaihai data, which actually looked at what the impact surgeries were in, uh, in uh, Alberta uh, during the uh, pandemic up until uh, uh, the fall of last year. Uh, and we were able to, you know, number two in the country, I wish we were number one, but we were able to maintain the, uh, the highest level of surgeries uh, through these very challenging times. So I want to I thank AHS and, and to all the, all the staff for their incredible, uh, incredible work during those, those very challenging times. But we were able to do that in part because... AHS had contracted with charter surgical facilities that continued to be able to do surgeries, particularly, you know, at that point in time, our, one of the categories with the, where we had the highest number on the, uh, the wait list was uh, cataract surgeries, ophthalmology. Uh, we leveraged charter surgical facilities to be able to continue doing the work, and now and we reduced the wait times, uh, you know, 2021 from 19 weeks down to, uh, to in 2022, uh, you know, down to 10 weeks. Uh, and that when that used to be our, you know, pre-COVID, our single a category with the single highest number of people on the wait list, uh, that's, that is now is no longer the case, uh, and that's now, uh, that's now dropping. So, you know, it is working, this approach. I'm very pleased that, you know, we were able to, you know, we're tackling now the next uh, highest category, which is uh, hips, and, hips and knees. Uh, we uh, did RFPs in, uh, in Edmonton and in Calgary. Very pleased that, you know, uh, Enoch Cree Nation, you know, won the bid here, and they're building uh, their facility uh, as we speak. Uh, in Calgary, uh, we already opened the, the facility. The contract has already started for 3,000 different surgeries, uh, and that's already having the impact. And, in fact, as part of our, our 90-day report, uh, we've had, you know, roughly a, a, a 10% reduction uh, in the number of surgeries that are, you know, out of recommended wait times. Um, and a big part of that is ophthalmology and, uh, and hip and knee surgeries. Quite frankly, we need to do more. 
Uh, but this is a you know sign of uh, of success, and we're going to get c- continue to add capacity uh, not only in our charge surgical facilities but also in our uh, in our hospitals. Thank you very much. We have a question at the microphone here. Uh, if you want to state your name and outlet, yeah. you go ahead. Kendra Slagoski with Global Edmonton. Minister, we heard about the planning dollars in the budget, but I think it's fair to say patients. Uh, parents are eager to know what is the timeline, when do you want to see a new stallery built, and give us a sense of a, a potential location. Are you getting the sense that we want to stay here, close to the university hospital, or are you looking at uh, space outside of the city? Just give us a few more details, if you can, because I know uh, patients and parents would really like some insight on that. So, so I'll start off, and then I'll, I'll pass it over to to Moro Kies, you know, to provide some more of the detail. But you know, we, we put in three million over over uh, over three years. Uh, quite frankly, as um, as a placeholder, because we know that we need to get, see the actual budget uh, is the next next piece associated with that and that budget also includes you know answering questions like that okay what where does it make sense what services are we bringing in to co-locate from around the city what size does this actually need to be so the, all of that work actually needs to needs to be done and once we actually get a budget uh, the next step will be back to treasury board uh, for approval sort of the next phase and then they do functional planning Right. So so this is a, you know, a multi-year progress, but we know and this is the, the initial work is done that we actually need to expand capacity uh, for uh, the Stollery Hospital. And, and, and it's and it's more functional capacity. Right. Um, because even though it, we have great people providing great services, as you've heard uh, in this site, uh, they need to grow. And it could be more functional. I had the opportunity to tour the site uh, in uh, in December. Um, and, and again, just even walking from one element to another element from building to building, it takes time. It could be more efficient and then also more kid and family friendly. So we know we need to do that. But I'll ask uh, Moro if you want to comment more on the, on the process. But our government's view is that this needs to happen. We want it to happen uh, quickly, but we need to, it also ha- needs to be right, uh, thoughtful, uh, so that we make a, a, an investment that's going to last for years to come. Moro? Thanks, Minister. Yeah, the planning phase that's going to be going next will be the determinant in terms of the timing and how long it's going to take to get um, shovels in the ground, so to speak, when that actually happens. Your question in terms of location of the stallery now, we're looking at a number of venues, uh, both on campus where we can and in proximity to the hospital. Our desire, of course, would be to have uh, it co-located as close to the university hospital as possible. We've got equipment, staffing, vital services that we've maximized over the years because we have our famous hospital in a hospital uh, existing right now. If that's not possible, obviously we're going to look to see to create the synergies and proximities as best as we can. We are looking on areas on campus, but as you can appreciate with many of our facilities across the province, we often get landlocked, um, but it is focused to try to keep the two of them as close together as possible. And just to follow up for the Minister, I know that uh, uh, Alberta Children's Hospital, I think from planning to end construction, it was about a four-year process, if i correct about that. Are you hoping that this process is shorter than that, or is that the reality? Yeah, so, you know, as, as indicated uh, by Mauro Kies, is that we have to go through the planning process. Ideally, we make it as quickly as possible. Um, it, there may be some more complications than the uh, um, than the children's, because the children's is on a brand-new site, um, so I don't know, but it, so it depends on what the site is uh, uh, is uh, is chosen. Uh, but as, as I indicated uh, before, you know, we as a government are committed uh, to this, but we need to go through the proper planning uh, and make sure that it works now and, and in the future. Let me, let me add to that a little bit. So, 
I, I just quickly wanted to add to this. As you can tell, we've done the need assessment, and we are now doing the planning. I want the hospital built yesterday. And so, from my own point of view, I think this announcement today signals in a very strong way that the government and all of our partners are committed to getting this hospital built as quickly as possible. My hope is that we complete the, the planning by the, before the end of the year so that we can have the building dollars right in next year's budget. So I am really looking forward uh, to completing the, uh, this work. I have been advocating for this hospital since I got elected in 2019. I have kept a very close eye uh, on, on what, it, what we would require uh, to move this project forward. And I am very, very pleased that we are at the point where we can now say for sure that this hospital will be built. Thank you, Minister Madu. We'll go again to the phones. Operator, can you put through the next caller? Catherine Grakowski, Alberta Today. Thanks. So I'm kind of wondering what happens to the old space, because right now there's a capacity of 236 pediatric beds. I imagine um, there wouldn't be that many for adult beds if adult beds were to move in. Um, So I'm hoping you could walk me through approximately how many beds could be accommodated and whether it's a major uh, construction project or just a matter of moving things around? What does that look like when the salary moves out? Thank you for that question. Difficult to assess right now because you have to appreciate the size and space that's required for pediatrics and uh, neonates and whatnot is very different than an adult setting. It will require um, extensive renovations anytime we're doing Um, decanting and moving of services between our facilities. We try to maximize the space, and I know we've got that 200-plus, as you mentioned in the question. Will we be able to yield that number for adult spaces or other programs that we're going to do? A little bit too early to tell. Part of when we get into the planning stage um, and more definitive timelines, we're going to better understand where we're going to repurpose that space for. Some of it may be for beds. Some of it may be for other specialty services. So at this point in time, it's a little bit too early to say um, how many beds we can maximize from that. Thanks, Catherine. Do you have a follow-up? Yeah, and so you mentioned that there's a number of uh, spaces you're considering, and I'm wondering what, if any, thought was given to co-locating with the South Edmonton Hospital on that um, piece of property, even if it is a standalone building? Is that something that's being considered? Right now, there's several options being considered. Um, The proximity to the University Hospital plus the... um, the university campus itself yields its its own types of synergies. And so we're looking at a number of, of options, as I mentioned earlier. Could it collate, co- collate to the South Hospital? I'm not sure if that is a possibility. We'll let the planning process kind of roll through and then uh, determine if that's a viable option. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll go again to the microphone here. Uh, State your name and outlet, thanks. It's Safe Kaiser Global News. Wanted to follow up on what the uh, Deputy Premier said a couple moments ago. Uh, Minister Madu, you say you've been advocating for this since 2019 and you're committed to making sure this gets built quickly, but 2019 to now, that's about four years, and this seems to be at least another three or four years out. Is eight years really the government moving quickly on it? Well, well, I think my point is um, it was brought to 
uh, our attention at a certain point in time when we began the conversation uh, that a standalone children's hospital was required. I, I became aware of that in 2019, and we began the conversation, uh, Mike uh, and, and his colleagues and partners, and I think we've made progress in, in, in the sense that we, we, we proceeded first with a needs assessment, and in budget 23, we now have the planning dollars. Um, I want it built as quickly as possible, but there are a lot of planning, work, conversations that needs to take place. We have to get this right. We are talking about a 21st century, state-of-the-art, complex infrastructure. And so that, that, there's a lot that go beyond just fronting the actual dollars. There's a lot of conversations and planning that goes with that. Thanks. Uh, Follow-up uh, either for you, Deputy Premier, or the uh, AHS uh, President or, or, or the Health Minister. I'm just wondering, is the goal here to get this expedited and to see you know, those shovels in the ground within that three-year uh, planning timeline? Mr. Coppin, I can start, and then Mr. Coppin would, would. Yes, as I said in my earlier remarks, I wanted to be built yesterday. And so to the folks who are going to be responsible with the planning, my hope is that um, they do that as quickly as possible and come back to us with, with a, a complete planning um, framework that we can then action on. So I am really looking forward to an expedited process if that is possible. But that being said, though, as I indicated before, this is going to be a very complex infrastructure. I want to make sure that we get it right. Thanks. We'll go back to the phones. Uh, we have time for one last question. Operator can put through our last caller. Janet French, CBC. Hi there. To follow up with some of the timeline questions, in 2021, there was also this $1 million in planning to do this needs assessment, but then you were going to hire a consultant, develop a business case, and potentially include capital dollars in 2022's budget. It's now 2023. There are still only three years of planning dollars. What happened during that time? How did this get off track? So I'll, I'll start and I'll, I'll ask... Uh... Uh, Moro to, to to come in after, but uh, you're, you're quite right. We actually did a uh, um, a high level needs assessment, which was part of the funding. Sort of okay, do we actually need to go forward uh, at a high level uh, in terms of moving to the next step in this process? Uh, the answer was yes. Then we started the uh, the budgeting process, and actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to like that. That work is going to be done, I believe, by uh, uh, this this summer of uh, of this year. Uh, and then we'll have a, a again a, a better idea in terms of the budget, what that's going to look like. Um, you know, work is already ongoing in terms of uh, in terms of that. Uh, we'll be able to report out, and then and then you go to the the detailed functional planning, right? Okay, so you know, once you get the high level budget, then you get into the functional planning process. As I indicated beforehand, we put three million dollars uh, in the budget. Um, you know, obviously a million dollars for the work that's going on uh, on this year. The other two million dollars that are pushed in the budget, as I indicated, are placeholders. Because until we actually get the budget amount and what that's going to look like over a period of time, um, then we can't go to Treasury Board and say, here's how much it's going to cost us. Uh, so we put that in at this point in time. I am hopeful that uh, we'll get through you know, the high-level budget this, 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 uh, this summer uh, and then actually be able to uh, do the assessment and then start going into the functional planning. Uh, but I'll ask you know, uh, Moral Kias to, to speak further on, on, the, on the specific process. Thanks, Minister. 
As the uh, Minister had indicated right now that we have a guaranteed source of funding now to continue the planning, it creates a better path in understanding what our timelines can look like. This is uh, for the, the, the Stollery Group and the Foundation, as, as Mike has indicated, is an all-hands-on-deck. And so we plan to move to the next phase as quickly as possible. And, and anything that we can do concurrently to expedite it, as the Minister had indicated, is going to be actually very critical. Uh, the ability to go back to Treasury and ask for more dollars, if we advance further enough, uh, we feel that will be uh, a, a timing thing. Summer will be a, a, a large kickoff to get most of this stuff going, but uh, we'll look to try to wrap it up as quickly as possible and then keep uh, the government and Treasury involved in that so that if there is the ability to advance any further planning for capital dollars, we'll look to seek those as quickly as we can. Thanks, Janet. Do you have a follow-up? I do. Totally new topic for the minister. Uh, sorry, for Minister Copping. Uh, I had a quick look at the data for the last decade on CARMS matches in Alberta for family medicine and other specialties. When we look back at 2014 and 2015, this was an extremely competitive program with almost all the spots in Alberta filling up on the first round of matches. But in 2019, the number of empty matches after the first round started to grow from 11 empty family medicine spots in 2019 up to 20 in 2021, 32 in 2022, and then 42 this year. Not all other Canadian medical schools are seeing this same trend. So how do you explain this? Yeah, so, you know, thanks for, for asking the question. And, and just so, you know, people watching uh, know that the CARMS process is a matching process that's done at a, at a national level for uh, graduates from medical schools to actually find residencies. Uh, so we have a, um, uh, this is the first round. Uh, so typically you'll, you'll go through uh, through two rounds, and and uh, and we look at if you look at the data after after two rounds um, over the last I've, I've looked at the data over the last eight years. You know, over ninety five percent have been uh, have been filled in the uh, in the province. Uh, but I also appreciate that you know that additional uh, you know five uh, percent or two percent depending on the year. We need to fill those slots. So we have asked. Uh, re- reached out to the deans and through department to say, you know, if we don't fill all the slots, let's leverage um, IMGs uh, and make them uh, and uh, and make them available. Uh, and, uh, and and just to, to to point out that you know, as part of the announcement that we made, we know uh, we need more residency spots. Uh, you know, particularly for IMGs, that the, we only fund thirty, uh, so we're increasing the funding for that, and also we're increasing the number of spots for. Um, uh, for the additional seats that we're adding in our med schools at U of C uh, and U of A, uh, with a focus on primarily uh, family rural uh, uh, rural medicine. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's all the time we have for today. Um, thanks for coming out for a great announcement. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks so much.